The Braves and the Mariners just ended a game that was so crazy, so bananas, that frankly, it deserves its own podcast. I don't mean a whole series, just one episode of a podcast that I want to call Locked On MLB. Locked on MLB, your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day and where I'm adjusting my microphone because I need it close to my mouth. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host. Baseball enthusiast, who is the lower third, is coming up right now. Please call me Sully. Hey, we're doing this live, so if you want to say anything in the chat, please. Hey, Antoine Owens is on here. Uh, Antoine Owens is a is a uh, fan of the show and one of my most devoted fans. Good to see you on here. Live podcast we're doing here for the sole reason that the Braves-Mariners game was so bonkers that I, I just had to come on here. I, I have to talk to somebody. Uh, follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods. Same handle for Instagram and Twitter. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Antoine, what else do I have to cover on here? Uh, I need to cover uh, the fact that you can uh, follow us on YouTube. Make sure to make us your first listen. You know the drill. You know the drill. Hey, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm posting this as a live stream. Uh, welcome aboard. I have a couple people watching me right now. Hey, um, let's just go over a little bit. Uh, I, there's not a lot of preparation that I've done for this because the game's been over for, what, four minutes? Something crazy like that. Uh, the Mariners and the Braves, two teams that are probably as far apart geographically as you can be in baseball. One's in the National League East, one's in the American League West. One is in the Deep South, the other's in the Pacific Northwest. You get the sense. These are not two teams that are connected. They're on the same league, nothing. And they played a game today that just basically – demonstrated why baseball is the greatest game of them all. From my opinion, we could all like our own things. But on this week where the NFL is starting, you just can't have this in other sports. You can't have what we had in other sports happen in the game that happened between the Mariners and the Braves. Hey, for the people who are listening in the and on the live screen, please uh, jump on the chat. Let me know who you are. And if you were watching the Mariners-Braves game, tell me some of your thoughts about what was going on there because uh, I'm still kind of buzzing from it. First of all, uh, you know, baseball has a team that has a chance to be a back-to-back champion with really exciting superstars. That would be the Atlanta Braves, in case you're wondering what team I'm talking about. Play in a huge city, big media market, huge regional following because it's got the whole South. And uh, and also lots of people who grew up watching TBS when they didn't have a local team. And the Braves are the defending World Series champion. You would think that the idea of the Braves going back to the World Series would be something that people would be salivating for. Because baseball has no imagination. They can't market anything that is in Boston, Los Angeles, or Chicago. They have sitting on a platter a defending World Series champion. As I said, with a with a, a regional following similar to what the Red Sox have, and they have super exciting players on their team, 
You know, you got Acuna Jr. was not on the team last year. Swanson's obviously a great player. Um, and let's just uh, – uh, oh, Steve S. is on here, and he's a, a big Mariner fan. We'll get to the why well, the Mariners are great in just a second, Steve. Hold on your horses, but please contribute to the chat. I'm loving it. Um, Seattle should be a, a, a team. Also has a regional – big regional grass. All of Washington, all of Oregon, all of Idaho. They should be all Spokane. You go to Spokane, you go to Pullman, you go to Walla Walla. Huh? Hit all of it. Hit all of it down to Lake Oswego or to Portland, to Bend. They should all be going nuts for the Seattle Mariners. Look at the fact that you have two giant regional teams who played a game like this. This should be having the sports world a buzz. And you think of this as a potential World Series matchup. It definitely could be. The Braves have been playing 700 baseball. 700 baseball since the beginning of June. For about four minutes, they were the in first place alone in the National League East. And I don't think anyone wants to face this team in a short series. I know I wouldn't. It's a terrifying thing. The idea, if you're the Mets, the idea of facing this Braves team in a short series, it should, it should terrify anybody. And, we, and we've all been guilty. Maybe not all. Some of you got on me when I underestimated them in the World Series last year. But we all underestimated this Braves team last year. That going into the playoffs, they were people were focused on the fact that they didn't have a great overall record, that they had a losing record at the trade deadline, that they had a great last run to the to this to the postseason. And then of course that turned into the brilliant run they had where they made, you know, they beat up a Brewers team that I thought was terrific. They beat a Dodgers team that won 106 games. And then they shut down an Astros lineup that seemed to be able to score at will. And they're arguably better this year. This should be a gigantic story to see a team like this get a shot to be only in the last 100 years, we've had two National League teams win back-to-back titles. You have the Big Red Machine of the 1970s, and you have John McGraw's Giants of the 1920s. And that's it. And the Braves can add themselves to that list. Learn how to market your teams, folks. Learn how to market your teams, baseball. This should be super exciting. And let's go on to the Mariners. Now, the Mariners... We like to have those generational moments with our teams, right? The Red Sox and Cubs. We saw when Cleveland finally won a championship. They did in the NBA. We saw when, um, you know, a few years ago when Washington finally won a World Series title. We like having these generational moments. We'll take, get this. This is the only franchise to have never seen a World Series. Seattle is the only current city to have never hosted a World Series. And they have had legitimate superstars and superstars that people seem to know. How do I know this? Because when they did that recent uh, direct TV ad where they had baseball players interacting with ghosts and they had four of them turn to Ghostbusters, they couldn't come up with four current players that the regular people would recognize, but they had Ken Griffey Jr., Mariner, Randy Johnson, Mariner, Alex Rodriguez. Okay, most people remember the Yankees, but he had great years with the Mariners. And David Ortiz, of course, with the Red Sox. But, hey, he began with the Mariners organization, so that should count for something. Why am I doing the shining finger? Seattle Mariners are insanely likable. 
They have Julio Rodriguez, who is one of the most uh, exciting players in all of baseball right now. And they play in a regional for you know a regional type team, which should be some of the biggest draws. You know, that's why Boston has become that with all of the uh, the reach throughout uh, New England. And in a in a smaller way, San, the San Francisco Giants, all apologies due to the A's. The A's fans, you know, I love you. That San Francisco has been that for, uh, you know, in for Northern California. It should be a gigantic potential two regional teams meeting up in the World Series should be a great, great clash. And if today was any indication of what that clash would be like, then this would be an absolute coin toss, absolute coin toss World Series, and one where, you know, I wouldn't put a bet on it because, quite frankly, I wouldn't know who to bet for. They'd be so close. If you're going to make any bets, go to Bet Online. It's your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online! That's where the game starts. Okay, um, let's see. Steve S. said, I've watched this team since the beginning. This game was second only to game five in the ALDS. Um, I'm going to take your word for that, Steve. I'm going to take your word for that. I have, I've, you know, I have a huge soft spot in my heart for the Mariners. Uh, going back to the days of Alvin Davis and Mark Langston, Ken Griffey Jr. is my favorite non-Red Sox player of all time. Uh, Antoine Owens writes, this part of the season, any good team can catch lightning in the bottle. Exactly, Antoine. Take a look at the last few. Um, you can't count 2020. And the COVID season, it's just you just can't do it. But take a look at the 2011 Cardinals, the 2014 Giants. Take a look at the uh, I can't say the Royals in 2015 because they were the best team in the American League that year. But the the way that the the Nationals won in 2019, the way Atlanta won uh, last season, it just takes having a great couple of weeks and catching a team off guard. The Mets look a little beat up. The Dodgers have some key injuries. The Dodgers are the best team in baseball on paper and certainly over 162 games, but they're a vulnerable team. You could beat them. Well, let's go over what I, this game was just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Julio Rodriguez, who is fast becoming the most exciting player in baseball in so many ways. That's not like he, it's this person has a higher war. I'm talking exciting. Okay. Reggie Jackson was exciting. He didn't have the best stats. Uh, Rodriguez should be a huge superstar. We gotta be able to figure out a market him, yeah, because he, he people should know who he is. Okay, let's start making him the biggest hero in the Pacific Northwest. Um, he leads off the game with a homer, and the the Mariners are pretty much in control of this game. You know, Gonzalez pitched very well. He only let up he let up a solo home run, and pitched and only one other hit the rest of the way. He kept the Braves. At you know, at check, you know, Riley hit a home run off of him. Riley's a good player. Riley's a very good player. He hit a home run. There's nothing, uh, nothing wrong with that. But you know, for the most part, the Mariners were pretty much in control. They had a what was it, a, a six to one lead going into the eighth. And I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit here. I recorded what is normally my Monday podcast, which I do with uh, with Millard from uh, Locked On Diamondbacks. And I just we recorded relatively early, and I saw like, well. 
Braves are losing to the Mariners. I made just a casual comment to that as we talk about other things. So if you're wondering my thoughts about things like how the Yankees and Mets got off the mat, the rule changes, we cover all that in an episode, which was supposed to be the next one drop, but I'm dropping this one in between because this game deserves a mention. And then, you know, in the eighth inning, the uh, the Braves, they got a run back in the eighth with, uh, how did they get it in the eighth? I forgot. Oh, uh, Harris hit a home run. It was home run derby. And then we get to the ninth. Harris homered again. See, I forgot. I got the Harris home runs mixed up in my head. So you homered again. All of a sudden, all right, all right. And for whatever reason, service doesn't take Castillo out because Castillo certainly doesn't have it. And then they keep going. Rosario's on base. And with two outs, Robbie and the Mariners one out away in front of a packed house. Robbie Grossman comes up and launches just an absolute bomb to right field. Now, so many things happened on that, on that bomb to right field. And that bomb to right field, 40,000-some-odd Seattle fans went, oh, God, no. There were several thousand Atlanta fans there. It was actually kind of a fun weekend because there were a lot of Atlanta fans who made the trip to the Northwest. Why wouldn't you? The Northwest is beautiful. And so there were the Let's Go Braves chants that were starting up with the Robbie Grossman home run. And at that moment, I thought, wow, I have to do a podcast about the Braves. Because I had been singing the praises of the St. Louis Cardinals just a couple of weeks ago saying, I think they're going to be the team out of the National League that upsets the Mets and upsets Los Angeles to go to the World Series. Well, last year, I thought it was going to be Milwaukee. And I realized once again, once again, your pal Sully was underestimating the Atlanta Braves. I was not giving the defending World Series champions their due. And so I was prepping that in my head. Uh, that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk, talk extemporaneously. Already, already to do this live thing. Want to see more people in the chat? Hey, there are more people watching here. If you uh, let me know where you are, type in the chat. Let me know your name and uh, where you're watching me from. We'll talk. We'll, any questions you have, fire them away. Steve and Antoine are already participating. It's pretty cool. And then we get to the ninth inning. Now, I am here in Los Angeles County. I'm here in the beautiful Locked On MLB studios in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. And they used to be the, the formerly the Sully Baseball Studios in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. Say that 10 times fast. I have many, many times. I started to think, okay, the Braves are guaranteed to win this game. And then out comes Jansen. And I've said it on this podcast before. I've said it when Jansen was with the Dodgers. I'm saying it with Jansen with the Atlanta Braves. I'm looking, look, look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. Snitker, manager of the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves. You want to defend your World Series champion? Here's step one. Don't use Kenley Jansen as your closer. I don't care what his stats say. I don't care any of that. We saw today what Dodger fans have found all too familiar. That Kenley Jansen, fine pitcher, all-star, has had a wonderful career. I'm not saying he's a bad pitcher. There is a huge gap between bad pitcher and Hall of Fame great. At one point, Kenley Jansen was one of the best closers in baseball. There's no getting around that fact. That date has passed. There was one point my hair was not gray. That day has also passed. 
And if you want whatever hairs are left on your head to not be gray and you're an Atlanta Braves fan or worse yet, the manager of the Atlanta Braves, let me give you a little piece of advice. Iglesias, you have him. He's pitched very, very well. He's been a closer. The power of myth says go Mariners. And the power of myth is screaming go Mariners. The nanosecond Kenley Jansen came out of the bullpen. I know a lot of Dodger fans. You tend to meet them when you live in Los Angeles for as long as I have. And they all have that sense of, yeah, Jansen's not a bad pitcher, but so many games, so many blown saves and big moments. And here's where here's what drives me bananas. And again, I'm not a Braves fan. But what drives me bananas is the sense that you automatically go to him. Iglesias is right. I do not believe Iglesias pitched. I'm going to double check before someone says, oh, Saleh, Iglesias already pitched in the game. I don't believe he did. I'm going here, and uh, nope, nobody named Iglesias pitched. McHugh pitched. Matzik pitched. Stevens and Lee all pitched. And Jansen blew his seventh save. His ERA is 3.91. ERAs can be deceptive because one really bad game can really throw a monkey wrench into your earned run average if you're a relief pitcher. But still, he's blown so many big games. He's come up small in so many big games. And you have Iglesias right there. Do you have any time, and going through recent years, you've seen teams change closers midway through. Garrett Clemens is around and says, Kenley hasn't been good. No, no. And did you see today? He wasn't good. In fact, he looked bad. I've seen good before. It looked nothing like that. It looked like that bad thing. And Julio Rodriguez came up, and he tried. He basically did a Roy Hobbs. Remember in the natural? Boy, I'm, I'm assuming so you've seen the natural. When Roy Hobbs hit the ball through the clock in center field, that was Rodriguez's second home run going to the, the uh, uh, you know, going through the handheld scoreboard. And then... Uh, uh, Suarez came up, and uh, um, and boom, Eugenio Suarez hit the home run, and again, a no doubter. Uh, Garrett Clemens has come on, and he writes, "As a Braves fan, please start using Iglesias as a closer." Yeah, exactly. Or you know, and you know, in terms of saving face, I'm sorry, you've, teams have changed closers in mid in midstream. You know, the, the Phillies basically fired Lidge as their closer midway through the 2009 postseason. You could do that. Do you know why? Because the champagne tastes just as good if someone else closed the game. Kenley Jensen has a World Series ring. He did close that World Series out. He didn't close the previous game out. Do you know why? He blew the save in game four, and Dave Roberts said, F this. I'm not using him anymore. He didn't. And the Dodgers won the last two games. They won the World Series. Kenley Jansen is a World Series winning pitcher. I'm sure the champagne tasted just as good. When Craig Kimbrell kept wetting the bed and wetting the bed and wetting the bed in the postseason 2018, and it came to, uh, you know, uh, the closer of the World Series, in comes Chris Sale to close out the World Series, and boom. Gary Clemens has become my de facto 
voice of the Atlanta Braves, he said, Snicker is too stuck in his old ways. I'm going to say hold your horses there a little bit, Garrett Clemens, okay? Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Snickers did an incredible job with the Atlanta Braves. They've been playing 700 ball since May. They got off to that rotten start, and they climbed all the way back. And, you know, he's done a – he did a fan, he did a perfect job. I'll say it. He did a perfect job in the postseason last year and hasn't been as, as great a position – of any team to repeat as World Series champions, well, since the Dodgers of last year, but you know what I'm saying. So I'm not going to go too deep into a snicker uh, rant here or anti-snicker rant. When you have a chance to win the division, I mean, the Braves are going to make the playoffs. We all know that. But you have a chance to win the division, to top the Mets, to skip the wild card round, to have home field advantage. Then you, you know, now's not the time to rely too much on loyalty. I understand the frustration today, Garrett. So I, I get it. So don't, I, I'm not, you're not supposed to be rational. You saw your team lose a heartbreaking game. But I, I'm not going to go into an anti Snicker rant when he has his team ready to do something that only John McGraw and Sparky Anderson have done in the National League in the last 100 years. Uh, Ron Henderson, right? Or Tony writes, go M's, go M's, or Tony. Uh, Ron Henderson writes, as an M's fan, I was feeling the same way when we tried Diego Castillo out there to walk two guys and serve a meatball to uh, Harris. Um, yeah, you're right. And I was totally bewildered, uh, totally bewildered, um, just because I, I didn't understand why they didn't, you know, bring I Maybe they felt they didn't want to use their closer in a game. They were up by five, five, four or five runs in the ninth inning. I can understand that and wanting to see if Diego can finish it out. But the Mariners are fighting for their lives, too. Can't be playing games right now. Uh, Garrett says, I love Snit. I really do. It sounds like a confession. I just think he needs to change the closer spot. Um, yeah, I, I think so, too. I made that clear. I made that absolutely clear. Um, I, I, I I think if you move Iglesias in that spot, it doesn't mean to, to bury uh, um, uh, Kenley Jansen. It's just use him in different situations. You know, and everyone's got to be a big boy here. If it hurts his feelings, tough. Tough. I remember when Barry Zito was the highest paid player on the Giants roster in 2010. He was on the top of the earnings chart. And he was healthy for the World Series. And they didn't put him on the roster. Do you know why? Because it was the right move for the team. And the champagne tasted just as good. Now, to be fair for Barry Zito, he was a big contributor in the playoffs, in the postseason of the World Series when they won the World Series in 2012. So I'm sure that ring feels a little better on his finger than 20, 2010. Oh, my God. He is not reliable with a one-run lead. You're right, Garrett Clemens. But you know what is? It's just a potentially beautiful thing. And this is why baseball is the greatest sport of them all. You can't run out the clock. You can't take a knee. You can't play. You can't go into a neutral zone trap. You can't just dribble the ball out. You have to get that final out. I'm glad, I found, glad you found me too, Garrett Clemens. Garrett Clemens, I'm glad I found your channel. Well, guess what? If you want to listen to me, we're, I don't always do this live. If you want to listen to me, you can always uh, uh, listen on uh, your podcasting catchers and everything like that. This is just a wonderful – no other sport can do this. And in a way, this is, this is one thing that I've been preaching about. 
obviously baseball is my top sport. I, as I, I was said to um, Miller Thomas, who I guess hosts tomorrow's show with, I forgot football was on today. I forgot there was any football games today. Just because I don't really follow football until like November. I just, I don't, I, if it's your sport, fine. It's just not mine. And I wish more casual eyes were on this. When I see the Ron Hendersons and everyone who's on here listening, you know, they we're all clearly watching the game. But the fact of the matter is this should be the game that's on in August. I've made a point that I love baseball. I love baseball more than anything that I'm not related to. Okay. And I would love to see the season end on Labor Day because I want, the season i want the pennant chase to be at a point where the casual fans can watch and get hooked on a game and everyone's eyes were on football this weekend and baseball can't compete with football not in terms of television viewers just because it is and i know that i understand that so now should be the time of the playoffs and the casual fans will if you don't if your team's not in the playoffs then you've already moved on to watch the the dolphins or whatever team you like but that's why I love that we all got to see it. This great club that we have got to see it. Well, I would love to, to, to be a growing club. And baseball has to pay attention to what works. You know, baseball's audience can grow if they embrace the rabid fan and what we love. And we, as part of our job as fans, is to make the the experience of rooting for a team seems so fun that everyone wants to join in. I've used this example before, but it wasn't that long ago that the idea of making superhero movies was considered risky because it was just for comic book nerds and everything like that. And uh, if they, if you make it, you have to put like a Prince song in it or change this or do that because we, we got to do something to get other people interested because the comic book nerds, you know, they're not enough. We, you know, we they'll, you know, you have to do something to expand the audience to do stuff that has nothing to do with it. And then they figured out, hey, what if we really please the comic book nerds? And suddenly the experience of going to that or the Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or whatever it is, but those comic books, especially because I was considered risky. If you believe that, we lived in a world not too long ago that they were considered risky. And suddenly it looked like, oh, that's a sense of community that they're all having fun. And they're wearing the same stuff and they're cheering for the same things. And I'd like to be part of that. And remember this world that we're living in, we could use some community. We could use some fun. We could use those things where we get together and cheer, whether it's in person at the stadium or here, you know, Twittering it up. I just turned Twitter into a verb. You know, we've made rule changes to the game. I like the rule changes, but let's focus on what baseball is. It's fun. They're exciting players. Casual fans should know who the hell Julio Rodriguez is and Ronald Acuna Jr. And, you know, beyond just celebrating Derek Jeter for all time, they're super exciting players now, many of whom are probably going to go to the World Series or the LCS, the LCS or whatever. Baseball is so great that a game, an interleague, inter- division team matchup got me so excited. I had to run to the internet and talk to Garrett Clemens. Who else is here? Ron Henderson, 
Garrett Clemens is a uh, Braves fan. Ron Anderson is a Mariners fan. Steve S. He, he's a uh, he's a big Mariner fan too. Welcome aboard here. Uh, who else? We I know Antoine is Antoine still here. Uh, Andrew Levinger, I, I missed you. I'm sorry, a longtime Mariner fan. That was the craziest game we've had in years. This team feels different. Doesn't this team feel different? It just feels like a team that just wants it. But do you know who also wants it? Atlanta. And some other teams do too. Here's the thing. Every team wants it. Every team that goes into the postseason has an image of a parade dancing in their head. And sometimes it is the team that has the best record that stampedes to a World Series champion. We've seen that. We saw it with the Red Sox in 2018. We saw that with the Cubs in 2016. It happens, you know. But sometimes you have the team that goes, wow, I didn't see that coming. And do you know what I'm going to see coming? We're going to see coming a great October. And some of you who don't, who are unfamiliar with me, uh, my name is Sully. Uh, I have been an Emmy-nominated television producer and comedian and filmmaker and writer. And I've been podcasting for over a decade now, four years here with the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, check out all the great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. Uh, you can follow us here on YouTube. You can listen in your earbuds uh, where I'm doing this. Uh, I've been... I do I do five six shows a week and I do them through the you know even the off season. Do you know what the off season? If you're new to the show, the off season is where I have the most fun because that's when we need baseball the most because it's a daily sport. It's not like football on once a week. It's on every day. I had some really really tough days this week at work and everything like that. And I just love that sometimes on the drive home, turn on a ball game. It's there for you. Hey, uh, Gary uh, Horniak is uh, uh, a Braves fan, too. Nice to have you back. But all of you who are big baseball fans, when suddenly we don't have it every day, it's like you've lost a friend. So I'm going to be here all throughout the off season too. And we got some fun shows to do. We're going to be doing some quiz shows. We're going to be having some fun guests. I'm going to do some on-location stuff. There's a lot of stuff we're going to do. But anyway, I had to do this a little, a little bit of impromptu episode of Lockdown MLB. Thanks, all of you, for jumping on. Uh, who are watching me live, and for those of you listening, uh, please, uh, you know, write something at uh, YouTube uh, on the YouTube comment section. Or hey, Seatown fan, the marriage just wanted to make it exciting. Exactly, they they had to follow the script. It was like the end of Moneyball. Remember the end of Moneyball when the A's blew that lead and and uh, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? I almost called him Star Lord. Came up and hit the walk-off home run, and Brad Pitt does the look-up. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for listening here. I'm going to jump off. Uh, my name is Paul Francis Sullivan. You can call me Sully. Uh, follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And uh, subscribe to us here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Antoine. Antoine's a great fan. Thanks for jumping on. Good seeing you on the chat. Everyone else, Steve-O, who says the Braves can't. I don't know what they can't do. Uh, and Seatown fan and everybody, thanks for, for joining the show. And uh, oh, Matthew Collins, Kenley Jets, literally the reasons are in first place. Matthew, I'm agreeing with you, but it's too late. Time to end the show. Uh, my name is Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.